Scientific advancements are being made daily. We're able to explore areas previously unknown. Discoveries made in space are due in part to the James Webb Space Telescope. That telescope turned a year old this week. The James Webb Telescope is run by NASA. Launched into space in 2021, the first photos developed and released in July 2022. Perhaps you've seen some of these magnificent shots. One of the more recent photos revealed the formation of 50 stars. Scientists believe this can give us further insight into our star, the Sun. These are great developments, but our knowledge of creation will never be exhaustive. Why? because we are mere creatures investigating the work of the Creator. His ways are not our ways, nor are His thoughts our thoughts. Though we can't understand all things, we can trust in the One who can. Welcome to Haven Today here on Tuesday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're continuing in a series this week called Then Sings My Soul. And before we take some time today to think about another great hymn of the faith, I want to take a moment for a weather report. As you know, it's been very hot in many, many places this summer. And joining us on the program today from Florida is Alan Winfield. He's a meteorologist for Moody Radio. He serves as a pastor in his Baptist church, and he's a brother in the Lord. Alan, thanks for joining us again on the program. As you know, it's been so hot this summer, and not just here in North America. Record temps, massive fires, a lot of suffering all over the world due to the weather. What do you make of this? Well, Charles, you know, no matter where people stand on the issue of uh, the weather and climate, you have to admit we have some climate change happening certainly this year. We are blowing through record high temperatures and record drought in so many parts of the world. You know, we sit here in the United States and we think, oh, it's America that is so excruciatingly hot. But let's not forget in Canada, temperatures there are running way above normal. Their dry season started several months early and a good chunk of Canada has been on fire. And of course, the smoke from those fires has been making its way at times if the wind is right down into the United States. And it's not just North America. If you hop over the big pond to Europe and Asia, same thing going on. Not just record heat where temperatures are breaking records by a degree or two, but in some cases, the records are being challenged by 5 and 10 degree increments. And so this is absolutely historic. And yes, there's a lot of misery out there, a lot of people suffering from heat stroke, and unfortunately, many deaths have occurred, not just in the United States, but across a big chunk of the world. Alan, as you see this strange summer that we are experiencing this year, how do you process this as a scientist who is also a Christian? We know from the Bible, there's going to be some pains here on earth. We're going to kind of get signs of the times telling us something is coming around the corner. And so you would expect that things would be going in what I call a downward direction where things are getting worse. And one of the ways we see that, and you can see it in many different ways around the planet, but one of the ways is certainly in the weather. 
Storms are getting more severe. Uh, we see that the weather is absolutely unique. Uh, the weather patterns that we have now, they weren't in any of my textbooks. I'll just put it that way. Uh, and as a result, we're seeing very extreme, very severe weather happening in locations that normally would never get this type of weather condition. So I always think about, well, this is another sign of the time that uh, things are going in a downward direction here on Earth, and weather is just one of the many components out there where we can see that downward spiral. So my advice for people as they're dealing with this is to know, well, we have this downward direction. We're right on track with uh, God's timetable. He said things would be going in a downward direction. And I'll add this, if you don't have your spiritual house in order just yet, uh, now's a great time to do it because we know one day, and nobody knows when, one day what we read about in Revelation will indeed be occurring. And this heat wave and the smoke and the fires and the misery that we're seeing now is just a small foretaste of what is to come. Thanks, Alan Winfield, for joining me again here on Haven Today. Charles, it is always so great to be with you. I hope you and your listeners have a wonderful remainder of the year. And again, stay safe from all that heat. You're listening to Haven Today. In a moment, we're going to think about another great hymn of the faith, a hymn that will remind us no matter how hot the world may be, God's power is still greater. Now let's open this Haven Today with a powerful hymn, I Sing the mighty power of God.
That's an all-female group from South Africa that does a beautiful and powerful rendition of I Sing the Mighty Power of God. Welcome back to this Haven Today here on Tuesday. And I'm Charles Morris, where we get to talk about Jesus every episode. And we continue a series called Then Sings My Soul. And perhaps you're listening to this program on your way to work or home from work or taking your dog for a walk. Some of our listeners even tune in while going for a run. If you spend any amount of time outdoors, stay with me. Today's hymn is especially relevant for you. Music is a powerful thing, isn't it? It can affect our emotions. When we're watching a film, it can make us feel a certain way. If there is a scary movie with no sound, it may still frighten you, but it won't be as effective without those dissonant notes. To use a more positive example, beautiful music can comfort us. It can encourage us during hard times. Music is a powerful thing. And when you add meaningful lyrics into the mix, you get something that speaks deep down into your very soul. And this is why we have songs of praise that are decades, hundreds, some even thousands of years old, because they speak to our souls. They've met us in good times as well as in bad times, and they've reminded us of the God that we serve. Well, today's hymn was written by one of the great writers in the history of the church, Isaac Watts. I've been to his grave in England. He is, in fact, considered by many as the godfather of English hymnody. He's written the wonderful Christian hymn, Joy to the World, the gospel song, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. And today I want us to look at a creation hymn, I Sing the Mighty Power of God. And to help introduce this hymn, I've asked my friend Robert Morgan to give us some of the background for this hymn. Isaac Watts grew up attending the Above Bar Congregational Church in Southampton, England. He took to books almost from infancy. He was brilliant. He learned Latin at age four, Greek at nine, and Hebrew at 13. He loved rhyme and verse. After he graduated from grammar school, There was a wealthy benefactor who offered to send him to Oxford, but that would have required him to become an Anglican, and Isaac and his family were dissenters. So instead, he enrolled in a college-level school for dissenters near London, and he excelled there. After graduation at about the age of 19, he returned to Southampton and spent two more years at home. One day, he complained to his father about the dismal singing at church, because at this time in England, in most churches, only versified arrangements from the book of Psalms were used. Well, his father challenged him to write a hymn if he thought he could do better than David, as we're told that he was told. He did so, and the church requested a new hymn every week. They loved his writings. Well, Isaac at this time, 20 and 21, complied. Those two years in Southampton became the richest hymn-writing period of his life. Though he was barely out of school, he composed hymns that are still sung now, three centuries later, and we call him the father of English hymnody. He then became the pastor of Mark Lane Chapel in London, and in 1715, he published a book of 
hymns, and songs for children. It sold 80,000 copies in a year, and it's been selling ever since. One hymn in this volume, for children, became popular with adults, too. It's one of my favorite hymns. It's a great creation hymn. And it says, I sing the mighty power of God that made the mountains rise, that spread the flowing seas abroad and built the lofty skies. I sing the wisdom that ordained the sun to rule the day. The moon shines full at God's command, and all the stars obey. I sing the mighty power of God that made the mountains rise, that spread the flowing seas abroad and built the lofty skies. I sing the wisdom that ordained the sun to rule the day. The moon shines full at his command, and all the stars obey. I sing the goodness of the Lord that filled the earth with for the creatures with his word, and then pronounce them good. Lord, how thy wonders are displayed, where'er I turn my eye. If I survey the if I survey or gaze upon the sky, there's not a plant or flower below, but makes thy glories known. And clouds arise and tempests blow by order from thy throne. While all that borrows life from thee is ever in thy care. And everywhere that man can be, thou, God, art present there. Amen. Amen. This is Haven Today. That was a male quartet this time performing I Sing the Mighty Power of God. And just before that, we heard Rob Morgan sharing the history of this great hymn. Rob, as you have already figured out, is a great storyteller. And he shares the backstories of 150 hymns in his book called Then Sings My Soul. This book reads like a devotional. Plus, it includes sheet music and lyrics so you can sing along with the hymns. I believe then sings my soul will help you sing the Lord's praises with a new sense of appreciation for who he is and what he's done for you in your life. After the program, come visit our website to see the book for yourself and then make your gift to get a copy at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or call us after the program at 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Now, let's think a little more about this hymn, I Sing the Mighty Power of God. Earlier in the program, I said that if you're an outdoors person, 
this is the hymn for you. Remember the first stanza, which Rob Morgan read to us a few moments ago? Why ought we to sing the mighty power of God? Well, we should, because God's power made the mountains rise, spread the flowing seas abroad, and built the lofty skies. Perhaps this imagery brings you to some of your favorite places in the world. I can think of places like Yosemite National Park, containing a great diversity in ecosystem with mountains, trees, rivers, and all sorts of animals living in abundance. And of course, British Columbia has the famous Sea to Sky Highway, a five-hour drive that brings you from the coast deep into the wonderful mountains. There are other incredible places as well. Creation is awe-inspiring. But creation is not the end in itself. The lowest parts of the sea and the highest of the mountains on earth testify to the unending power of God. Remember what Psalm 19.1 says? The heavens declare the glory of God. Isaac Watts wanted little boys and girls, as well as adults, to look at creation and worship creation's creator. The first stanza continues with an important reminder. The creator of all things is the one who continues to sustain all things. We sing the wisdom that ordained the sun to rule the day. The moon shines full at his command, and all the stars obey. When you look at your world today, we see so much chaos, and the heat as well that we've already talked about. And yet the sun, the moon, the stars obey his every word. In Hebrews 1, the preacher is exalting the Son of God, Jesus Christ, and writes that he sustains all things by his powerful word. Why does this matter for you and me? Because in the midst of the chaos, in times of uncertainty like today, we can rest in the fact that God is still in control. He has us tightly in his loving hands. Isaac Watts comes back to this very theme in the last final verse of this hymn. Listen to these words. Let them minister to your soul while all that borrows life from you is ever in your care and everywhere that we can be, you, God, are present there. God is present in our most joyful and our most sorrowful moments. He is there through it all. We've used Watts' hymn, I Sing the Mighty Power of God, to talk about his power to create all things, to sustain all things. But there is one more thing that Isaac Watts writes about that is important to mention, and that is the goodness of creation. Here is the first half of the second stanza. We sing the goodness of the Lord that filled the earth with food. He formed the creatures with his word and then pronounce them good. During the time of the ancient church, there was a prominent heresy that called anything physical bad, that which is spiritual good, called Gnosticism. These people would essentially say that if you could see it or touch it, there was something inherently wrong with it. But that is not what Scripture says. Yes, sin has affected creation, We see the reality of that every day around us. 
But that doesn't change the fact that God created all things to be very good. In the very first chapter of the Bible, we read seven times that God saw his work of creation and thought it was good. Why is this important to recognize? Why did Isaac Watts write a verse about the goodness of creation? Because just as looking at the mountains or the seas testify to God's power, looking at creation testifies to God's goodness. When we look at one another and see the image of the Lord in flesh and bone, we see evidence of God's goodness. These truths, the power of God to create as well as to sustain, the goodness of God on display. All that should inspire us to sing and to worship our Creator. It should encourage us to trust in Him more. We can put our trust in ourselves or in other people or in institutions of our day, but they're all going to let us down, right? But the God who made all things will never let us down. The same God who created us and called us very good sustains us. And what is more, he saves us by faith in Jesus Christ. I hope you join me and believe this today. traditional choral version by the Coventry Singers of I Sing the Mighty Power of God here on Haven Today and a program called Then Sings My Soul. As you just heard Robert Morgan share earlier in this program, the stories behind the hymns we love help us better understand why they are so important. The lyrics are rooted in God's Word And the melodies help these truths stick to our minds and in our hearts. 
And as you read through Rob's book called Then Sings My Soul, you'll not only discover or rediscover the great hymns of our faith, you'll also learn the backstories behind the 150 hymns he writes about. With the sheet music on the left side and the story on the right, this book is a perfect way for you to spend devotional time with the Lord this summer while also singing biblical truth that'll deepen your faith in Christ. So I want to ask you to come visit our website right now and take a look at Then Sings My Soul by Robert Morgan. And then make a gift. We could sure use your help this July. Just go to haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or call us now at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And now as it's just about time to close, I want to invite you to pray about becoming a Haven partner. That's someone who agrees to pray regularly and give automatically monthly and partner with us to share this great story that's all about Jesus. Learn more about it when you call or read more about it at haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Come back again tomorrow when again together we'll share the great story, the story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. your encouragement and your walk with Jesus. I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Letting people down is such a miserable experience, isn't it? They expected you to do something, but you didn't. Even worse, when people expect you to take care of them, but you mistreat them instead, the betrayal can change things forever. Take David. He was supposed to be out at war, protecting his nation, but instead he decided to abuse Bathsheba. The fallout was miserable. Secrecy, conspiracy, murder. Psalm 51 recounts David's thoughts after he had finally come to terms with his guilt, casting himself on the Lord. Do not cast me out of your presence. Do not take your spirit away. Restore me to joy. That's our prayer too when we sin. In Christ we can all find redemption. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.